Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Hi, welcome to Gospel Hit, 10-minute presentations from the Bible. Today's presentation is from the series, Going to the Movies with Jesus, by Pastor Jerry Smith. Rambo, Last Blood. Let's go for a Gospel Hit. Going to the movies is such a popular pastime. People go to be entertained, to be wowed, to perhaps forget some of their stresses for a time. Some go because they want to see the latest in cinematic magic or to watch their favorite movie star take on a brand new role. Whatever the case, the movies speak to people by the billions on planet Earth. The movies convey messages to us about life and the values we hold or don't hold, for good or for bad. The movies are a vehicle for sharing life together comparing what we understand, hope, dream about this grand universe we live in. That's why today as a Christian, I'd like to invite you to come with me and have a look at one of the contemporary stories of our day and see it through the eyes of Jesus, comparing it with biblical teachings. What might we learn? Now, I'm going to give a spoiler alert. There may be content in here that gives away parts of the movie, and if you're planning to see it, you may want to turn the channel now. Because today I'm going to be talking about a movie that perhaps is controversial in some areas, and the movie Rambo, Last Blood. Now, before I move forward, I thought I should be clear. I've been talking about a lot of movies this past week or so, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I've actually seen them, nor does it necessarily mean that I approve of them, whether in part or the whole. Some of them I wish to use as a springboard for making a point I believe needs to be made. Rambo, Last Blood is definitely one of those. When I started seeing trailers pop up on Facebook about this movie, they were all proclaiming it as bigger, badder, bolder, meaning essentially that there was going to be an increase in the violence that one should expect to see in this movie. And according to all the reviews, that is precisely what is given. A gore fest akin to some slasher movie or horror show where the body count just keeps mounting. Rambo Last Blood begins with John Rambo, Vietnam vet, professional soldier, a man suffering in various ways from PTSD who is just trying to live his life quietly away from the mainstream as he contends with his personal demons. The storyline arcs when Rambo's niece gets kidnapped by a violent cartel. And of course, Rambo seeks to rescue her using every murderous skill that he has. And thus it goes. The critics have largely condemned the movie as the worst of a five-part series of Rambo films, since it just seems to rehash the violence and revenge tropes that so many action movies utilize. You take my family, I'm going to kill yours, etc, etc, etc. It hails back to the days even before such ancient laws as eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth were put into place. And it merely determines to exterminate with extreme prejudice anyone who crosses the boundaries that I have made for myself. This is sadly not unusual for many of the action-slash-thriller type movies that are out there. They are typically based on a scenario and a philosophy where paying back your enemies is seen as the perfectly logical and normal thing to do. They hurt me, I hurt them back, but so much worse. 
To be fair, some have argued for a deeper consideration to be given to the development of the character of John Rambo in this film. Taking into account all that he has experienced over his lifetime, the LA Times reviewed the movie and commented that it was a surprisingly brooding examination of a warrior in winter, a dark story of a berserker who can't let go. That's, in its own way, bleaker and more despairing than we may be expecting. But character development aside, the movie's gratuitous violence and its bent for promoting this as entertainment is what should give us pause today. In fact, I believe there are at least two things that Jesus would have us think on as we go to the movies today. Point number one, the effect that violence is having on us. There's an old saying, by beholding, we become changed. See, the things that we see do have an effect on us. The things we spend time with change us. If you doubt this, consider the whole industry known as marketing. Look at how long their commercials are. 10 to 30 seconds long, on average. But how many tens of millions do advertisers spend on creating these blurbs for their products, trusting that they are going to make an impact on our thinking? 10 to 30 seconds, folks. Apparently, we are much more malleable in our thinking than we may realize. Think about how many millions they spend on advertising. And yet some would like to blithely argue that these two-hour-long-plus movies have no impact on us, on our way of thinking, on our very values. This is something we need to really be considering when it comes to our choices of entertainment. How are we being shaped and molded by these things? Well, I'd like to share the following example with you. Many years ago, my brother and I, I think it was the Christmas break, we were still college students back then, were at my father's place and watching a movie. And the movie detailed about this uh, anthropologist who had begun living with these apes and become very, very close to them, even being adopted by, as family by the apes themselves. But as the movie goes on, uh, hunters come in and they begin attacking the apes, shooting at them. And this anthropologist naturally actually starts to try to defend the apes and stands in the way and tries to wrestle the guns away from the hunters. Uh, one of the hunters takes his gun and he, he beats the, uh, the anthropologist with it. One of the apes, seeing this, comes to his rescue, to his defense. And as he does, the hunter turns the gun around and promptly shoots the ape. Now, the reason I highlight this is because in the movie, as you're watching this, again, it's quite a good cinematic showmanship and, and directorship. The, the ape, as it falls, dying, you see the light fading in its eyes. As my brother and I watched this happen on the screen before us, both of us instantaneously stood to our feet and were in such an uproar. We were so incensed at seeing this innocent animal killed on screen. And we're just thinking, oh, if we could just get our hands on that hunter, we would just show him and, and, and so on and so on. Moments passed and I suddenly said to my brother, you know what, Darce? My brother's name is Darcy. <laughs> you know what, Darce? If this had been a human being that had just been shot, we wouldn't be reacting at all. And it made me realize how much my values had been changed, how much I had been exposed to violence on television that for me, seeing a human being die didn't mean anything anymore, hardly. That was a turning point in my life. Point two I think Jesus would be wanting us to consider today is revenge is not the way of Jesus. I know it's a simple thing to say, that some would wish to argue that we need to take these things on a case-by-case -case basis, but the scriptures give very clear direction on these kind of situations. Romans chapter 12, verses 17 to 21 says this, Never 
pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Besides the fact that absolute justice belongs to God alone, we need to take stock of the fact that God has asked us to trust him. And if we know anything about his character and how much he has proven himself and his heart of love time and again, do we really want to be fighting against the very one who is so good to us and has been since the dawn of human history? Indeed, the Bible actually says it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance, to go the right way, essentially. It's God's goodness that leads us to stop fighting him, to trust in him that much more. That's why the world really doesn't need any more movies about seeking revenge, getting even, getting our pound of flesh, paying people back for their crimes against us, etc. What we need more of are reminders of how gracious God has already been toward us and how we need to be exercising that love and compassion toward one another. Thus, I invite you today to choose the path of Jesus, the path of goodness, the path of peace, forgiveness, and love. If you liked this presentation and have further questions or would like more information, we'd love to hear from you. Alternatively, if you'd like to begin a series of Bible studies, please feel free to contact us via our website at adventistradio.london. You can visit us on our social media platforms or you can text us on 8228. And remember to type the word HOPE before writing your text. We can't wait for you to join us next time for your gospel hit as we continue our series, Going to the Movies with Jesus by Pastor Jerry Smith.